Hello, Tara. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Tara, do you go by Tara Williams? I go by Williams. Okay. I like my Gmail that still has my former name. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. <laughs> You're just hanging on to that Gmail, right? You don't feel like changing your email? No. She still has her old apartment, too, so <laughs> just in case. It's filled with just in cases. It makes it makes for a much, uh, a, a much more interesting um, dateline or 2020. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's like the second segment. Yeah. And you'll be interesting to know that she held on to her previous apartment. More after this break. <laughs> Eric, how long have you guys been in that place? Um, Three years, two and a half, three years. Oh, my God. I, I was in your old place. I, I, I guess I haven't been invited to this place. I guess there's the pandemic. Oh. That's part of it. That's it. Yeah. But when I do the math, there seems to be this missing year and a half. That's a fair point. Uh, we should we should fix that. Well, you have to now, now that he pointed it out. It's so awkward. I hope we don't run into one on our way out because we're <laughs> there all the time. So. I think it's we so all have a, have a missing year and a half in there somewhere. If we go back in our timelines, there's a handful of weeks and days and months that probably add up to about a good... Oh, yeah. year, and a, year and a half that I just simply don't recall. Hey, this is Steve with the Punch-Up Podcast. With me on this episode are Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. Kevin Reagan. Hey, Steve. Ian O'Shea. Hello, Stephen. And our storyteller is Tara Williams. Welcome, Tara. Thank you. Great to be here. So we're going to hear a story from you, I hear. Yes, very excited. I hear that you heard the um, first version of it from my husband earlier, and so I get to tell my version of it this time. Right, we heard what we call the alleged version of this. Yeah. So yeah. now we get to the bottom of things. It's, yeah. like a, it's like an investigation where we've separated you guys into different rooms, but we, <laughs> there are four detectives. Next week we have on the Mater D from the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And none of us are the good cop. That's intimidating. That means we're all bad cops. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does, Jesse. But if there's no good cop, how do you how do you know that you're bad? We all try and go, we cop each other. Okay. I'm willing to take the first bribe. <laughs> oh, then you're the best cop. Um, my first question though is is there going to be a comparison of our stories? We're gonna assume that yours is the correct <laughs> version. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And remember when we were talking about that year and a half that uh, one of those days was um, Alan's story for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So you don't remember. Perfect. It's gone. Okay. So the story is how I met my husband on a St. Patty's Day bar crawl. It started when my childhood friend invited me to go out for the first time in a very long time. I had not been drinking for a while and she thought it'd be really fun to, to really go hard with the St. Patty's day um, <laughs> uh, time to do this. Just rip off the bandaid. So yes. Yeah. Good night to do it. She was also very excited because she was, I think, hoping to meet a man and needed a partner in crime. Um, and so the, the night came and I realized I actually wasn't that excited to go. So I was, <laughs> was there some trepidation about just going back out and going partying again? Is that what it was? Yeah. I just thought yeah. that I could maybe ease into it and that I wasn't 
I just wasn't sure how it was going to feel. Hattie's day is brutal. That is a yeah. brutal, brutal <laughs> night to go out at all. Yeah. One word I would use to describe uh, St. Patty's Day pub crawl is slimy. Oh, yeah. 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 So these were, this. you're capturing my hesitations perfectly. Sure. So I was thinking, okay, well, maybe I told her I was going to go. So maybe I'll just go to dinner with her and then drop her off at, wherever this place was going to, or the bar call was going to start. And then I could be on my way and I will have had some friend time. We'll have gotten to her, her to where she wanted to go and I could go. Yeah. And and she had a crowd waiting there too, like other people to join up with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So she, oh, perfect. yeah. So it was a work friend who organized this bar crawl every year and it had, it had grown to a pretty big thing. So that was another thing I don't like crowds of people I don't know. And mm. so Again, just adding to the the bit of anxiety. So you weren't planning on just being like, oh, you hop out here, I'll park the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then park it at your apartment. <laughs> the closest spot I could find. I'm just going to go home. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Tara, what was your dating situation at this time? My dating situation? Were you also looking for someone? Is that is my question. Uh, I was single, but I guess not actively looking. I um, I think I had gotten out of a relationship several months ago and was like doing just fine with things as they were. Right. Yeah. You weren't like your friend looking for a man at a pub crawl. <laughs> On St. Patrick's Day. On St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess if you find somebody there, you can kind of see them at their worst. And if you... That's a fair point. Absolutely. Yep. The lowest. If there's still something there, then you're like, oh, okay. That's a good point, especially if I wasn't drinking as much, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So she convinces me during dinner. Um, I was a bit of a pushover and I said, okay, I'll go to the one bar and say hello and have a drink. So we went and of course it was super crowded and I was regretting this whole thing. Oh, like as soon as you walk in, was it like, oh boy. Yeah. Probably even before that, right? There's like a hot wave of garbage smell that hits. Yes. Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah. Just the, the anxiety of everybody just like all trying to explode all over the place, you know? Ugh. And there's nothing worse than being the sober person at a party. There is nothing worse than that. Right. And I'm I'm not very loud. And so walking into a loud place where I'm supposed to engage with people uh, who can't hear me. It's like, what, why? I really <laughs> don't need to be here. <laughs> but so this is where, this is where the good part of the story starts. So um, we walked in and my friend made eye contact with her friend that was waiting for us. And I guess they had said, oh, we've got two friends coming. They don't know the group. So look out for them. And there is Alan, who I didn't know at the time. And he, he spotted us and walked over and made sure we had like a path to cut through the people to get to the group. And immediately he was like, let me buy you guys a drink. And I was like, oh, how nice. Someone like doesn't even know me or my friend and is like, knows we're supposed to be part of this group and wanted to make us feel included and is going to take care of us. That is very kind. Right. Not everybody does that. So I was really, I just thought that was nice. Tending to you. Yes. Even though strangers. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great quality. Very good start. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, I mean, I don't, there are parts that are kind of blurry since this happened so long ago now, but you know, it was a big group. There are parts of the group that ended up going to different places and I ended up staying around for some reason, not because of Alan yet, um, but 
probably just because my friend was continuing to convince me to stay. <laughs> right. At, the, at this first bar or have you moved on to other bars at this point? Um, we moved on to other bars. Yeah. Now, were you, were, I mean, were you starting to just kind of just surrender to it a little bit, enjoy yourself, or were you still like, I got to get out of here? Yeah, no, I was, I was getting into it. It was, it ended up being okay. I think sometimes my anxiety, Tara, when I am in a situation is more comfortable being there, if that makes sense, as opposed to, because if you take yourself out of it now, that's like a motion you have to involve, get involved in. So if you're there and you're just like, well, I'm already here. It's fine. I, I know this person, this other person bought me a drink. I can hang out here for a little bit. But I will say going to the next bar, that's the part for me. I would likely have gone, see you later. <laughs> Meet you guys up there. Yep. <laughs> Got a parked car. <laughs> so luckily I didn't. Yeah. So at some point we we reconvened with groups at, I think it was a burrito place in Conshohocken. We call those food places I <laughs> in the last episode. It was a food place. A food place. Which is, that's accurate as well. No. <laughs> to be fair, Alan was drinking. <laughs> that's true. Now, Tara, have you spoken to him at any of these other stops? Has there been any conversation or? I don't think so. I don't remember seeing him or talking to him again until the food place. And even then, I don't think we, I don't remember talking to him. I remember sitting there and he was at a table with his, with these two other girls. And one of them was telling him the story of some guy she was dating that was not treating her the way that she would like to be um, treated. That old chestnut. Yeah. Yeah. So he was kind of giving her the advice of like, basically he's just not that into you um, because you shouldn't have to ask or wonder if, if this person cares, like they would show you. And, you know, even if they aren't doing it the way you want, like you'll find someone who will do it the way you want. And that makes you feel good. So he was giving good advice. And I was like, Oh, that's nice for someone to, to kind of share that. And he was doing it in a very nice way. He's not being a jerk or anything about so it. That is another strike in the plus column, yeah. free beer and uh, good advice. Mm-hmm. Or I, and I mean this with all the love of my heart, or just a really lovely gay guy. B- fair point too. Could have been. He's like a sheepdog. He's just hurting everybody <laughs> kind of where he wants them to be. <laughs> but again, tending to, to, to folks. Yeah, making sure. If I remember yeah. correctly, I think Alan said this woman was a stranger to him. Like, wasn't much of a, of a friend of his, I believe. If I think I, it was a friend of a friend, yeah. Some, it was just a woman who was sharing her woes, and they were just having a nice chat. I think that's right. Yeah. So again, yeah, just, just a little note in my head that here is a, a nice person. From there, I think we all ended up walking to the last bar of the night. Um, and then we had this very awkward exchange and it's totally like boring, but I'm going to tell it anyway, because yeah. it just explains the awkwardness. <laughs> um, so we walked in and, you know, he had gotten me a drink in the first place. Do you remember what the drink was, Tara, that he got you? No idea. I know Alan, so I'm assuming it was some sort of like foofy beer, not foofy, but like. <laughs> Craft beer. A craft beer. beer. A craft IPA. Yeah. That he could then explain to you in excess as he hands it to you. Why it's the best beer you've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't remember, but I, it probably was beer on St. Patty's day. So anyway, I'm thinking I owe this guy a drink. Like I don't want him to feel like, or, you know, I felt like independent woman. I want to pay back the favor. Mm -hmm. So we get into the bar, but we had arrived with a big group of people. And again, it it was another very crowded bar. And I, I think I said, I'm going to get this round. And he was like, okay. And so I'm waiting in this crowd to order drinks and all of a sudden another guy buys me a drink. Oh my God. Wait, 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 wait. You said moments ago, this is boring. This is the most titillating thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) There's a wolf in in the shepherd, in the shepherd's flock. (laughs) (laughs) So then I'm like, oh, this is weird. I got this for two reasons. One, because I'm like trying to get this other person a drink that I promised. And now what do I do? And then also, cause there's this other guy that now has given me a drink and I, it was just a strange, strange spot to be in. Yeah. And you didn't say, Hey, I don't need one, but he does. <laughs> I didn't, I, but, that okay. was, but I wish I, I had you with me so you could have said well, that. To me. And, and, and something <laughs> tells me that it wasn't given with the same sort of, uh, uh, tending to you, uh, as, as Alan did. It was like, here's a drink. Now, now what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's late. It's late. This guy's been drinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely a different vibe. Uh-huh. So I decide I will wait my turn and still order a drink for Alan. So I'm waiting and, you know, you know, Alan, he can, he's not always the most patient person. I didn't know that at the time, but it was taking a while <laughs> to get the drinks. And so while this whole process is happening, I finally get, I get the, I have the two drinks in hand and I turn around and he's since left and gone to sit. He found a bar, a a seat at the bar with the other girl who he had been giving advice to and they already had drinks. So then I walk up with, (laughs) with my drink given to me from the other guy, the drink I had waited patiently for to buy for Alan because I promised. And then he's already drinking. And I was like, oh, this is okay, I don't know. Here you go. Here's your drink. <laughs> and Tara, do you, do you remember when you were standing there waiting, what, did the other guy hang around and you had to kind of chit chat with him or was he kind of back in the crowd? Um, he was back in the crowd. He was like, this, okay. that was actually the guy my friend wanted to go for. So yeah. he ended up talking to him and it was all fine. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so he was, yeah, he was going for brownie points. So the drink that the stranger bought you was, was not probably drugged in any way. <laughs> Good point. I think it was safe, but thank, thanks for okay. checking. But to be safe, she gave it to Alan. <laughs> <laughs> she gave them both. Here, take all these drinks. I'm not thirsty. <laughs> so what happened, I, you know, I come and he's already got the drinks, but what it ended up being like a funny exchange. Yeah. And I credit that with like what kind of probably forced us to talk a little bit more there than we had at any point in the night. Um, we talked about what happened with the drinks and then he introduced me to the friend that he had been talking to. And then we just started having conversation and it was, it was very good. I mean, he was moving to, um, or he'd just gotten a new job. 
Yeah. And so I was, I was a career counselor at the time. So I was like, tell me all about it. What do you do? What do you want to do? What makes you excited about it? And he said he was moving to Seattle. Oh, he told you then you, so you knew that even then that he was going to. Yeah. Yeah. The first night, but he was also talking about how much he loved Philly and he felt that Philly was his home. He'd been there. I don't know for several years at that point. Um, He had gotten into comedy sports. So he, had high things to say about Philly and was like, you know, it'd be really cool if I, I mean, he was saying from, from his perspective, if he moved to Seattle for a few years and then came back to Philly. And I was like, wow, that sounds like the best of all worlds. You get to go try out something. If you love it, stay, if you don't, you know, come back. He was also going with the old, um, shipping out line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was ready, ready to be doing something else. But I also learned like he was a runner and then he started telling me about comedy sports and I didn't know what improv was um, at the time. And so, again, I was super interested in just learning all about it. And the friend also, I think, did some improv. So she was telling me things and I, I was like, wow, I've never seen it. It would be really cool. And, and he was like, oh, you should come to a show. And I was like, that sounds great. Anyway, so we just spent the the time kind of talking and just asking, you know, random things that you ask people that you've never met before, but you're in a bar with and you're having drinks with um, right. conversation. But, but not necessarily like sparks or like lightning, but just, just pleasant chat. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. But it also lightens up the the heaviness knowing one person he's, he's leaving, you yeah. know, like. Yeah. There's no, yeah. Shipping out. Yeah. Shipping out. Tara, did he give you his number or did you guys exchange numbers? Yeah. So uh, comedy sports brought us together because he was like, you should come see a show. And I said, okay, that sounds cool. Cause I was looking for things to do. Um, and so he gave me his number so I could reach out about, or he could give me information about the next show or whatever. So that's, so we- I mean, he also could have given you a website to comedy sport. I'm just, you know, for, <laughs> you know, this works too. This works. This is a personal he said to her, you don't look like a web person. Just call. <laughs> yeah. This is the only way to get tickets to comedy sports is to call me. It's the Z. It's the comedy sports with the Z confuses people. So most of us just go, here's my phone number. Call yeah. me and I'll, I'll walk you through. It's much easier. It's also clear that the last time Kevin hit on a woman, there was no internet. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> but there were business cards. That is also Let me true. put you in my nice Rolodex. <laughs> so now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't have a smartphone at that point in life. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, but I mean, that that's the, I mean, that's perfect. A nice conversation and, 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 and a very um, unthreatening way of transferring numbers. Like it's Alan's, yeah. you know, Alan's not a, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, I don't think anyone's described him as a player or uh, even a player. <laughs> Ooh, you know, I mean, that's perfect. Why, if he gave her the website, that would be such a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, even though there weren't sparks flying, she'd be like, I think Tara would be like, oh, well, oh, okay, I guess yeah, yeah, I can go. So anyone listening to this who's ever talked to somebody in comedy sports and they've given you the website, that's very telling. They're just that's not that into telling. you. They're just not that into you. Unless at the end they say, don't forget the Z. <laughs> That's true, because then they really want you to be there. Yeah, then they want you to be there. I just give people Alan's number. That's <laughs> <laughs> even not the end of the episode yet. You every can't, time, you every button. time. Damn it. 14 minutes too early. All right, so Tara, you've 
exchanged information at that point for comedy sports. And then, oh, and and fun fact, when I put his name into my phone, I I was writing Alan and I said, how do you spell it? And he said, Alan with one L. And to this day, he is still in my phone as Alan with one L. (laughs) That's cute. I like that. So, yeah, so he so he gave me the number and then eventually my friend and I left and I live probably like a half an hour away. So it took us some time to like walk and get home. And um, a while later, I think he texted me first. I don't remember, but somehow we ended we started talking. I think he was giving, like asking about going to a show or said, you know, it was great talking to you, you know, something again, just very nice. Like nothing, nothing crazy. This is a few days later. Oh no, sorry. Same night. Same night. Got it. (laughs) Um, And so I responded. I think it was pretty late at that point. And he was surprised that I responded. And I believe we exchanged some texts. I don't remember what they said. And somehow that ended up with having a date. Great. For another food place. A a different food place. Yes. And he was like, as I recall, you like food places. (laughs) I know a few. That's awesome. So you, you guys had already established a date before even going to bed that night as you were sending texts. Right. That's great. Right. Yep. Which was all very silly considering he was going to Seattle and I wasn't looking to date anyone. So But that's perfect. I mean, that is absolutely yeah. perfect. This guy, it's it's there's very little commitment to this. It's just like, oh, we both will eat, we'll have conversation, and that's nice and that's it. No, no pressure at all. Yeah, but yeah. didn't you wind up going out to Seattle as well? Hold on, Ian. We're not there yet. Oh, okay. Did your friend hook up with the guy she liked? I don't think so. Oh, but here's another fun story about that. He also (laughs) reached out and we also went to a food place um, (laughs) because we had talked about the March Madness uh, brackets and I was in, I was, you know, doing one of them and I was like, I have no idea. I just like to pick teams based on the places that I like which I think yeah. is is actually still a fair way to do a bracket. Good as any. Uh, but anyway, he was like, I can, yep. he was like, I can help you do your bracket. <laughs> Don't like this guy. <laughs> uh, to be fair, we did win the tournament. So that's- all right, I like this guy. We're talking serious money there. I'm all right. <laughs> He's a winner. He's a winner. <laughs> was his first text to you like, um, I hope this isn't weird, but you kind of owe me a beer. <laughs> well, I listen, this is interesting because Alan Gave you a beer or a drink. I yeah. We think maybe a beer. This guy gave you a drink and the winning bracket. Oh, man. Tara, I, maybe you picked correctly. I can't say. Yeah. But. Sliding know. doors, man. Sliding doors. Sliding doors. <laughs> <laughs> so let, forget this guy. You go to the date with Alan. You guys have a good time, assume, assuming. Yes. Yeah, so it was, it was great. I am... Um... I came to the city, which so at the time I had really hadn't lived in a city before. And I was excited every time I had a chance to come to Philly and I could take the train down. So I, um, what, where was it? It was second story brewing. Is that, I don't know. It was a, a brew place in Philly for dinner. Um, and we just had like a casual dinner. And I think we probably even talked at the first date about this being random and unexpected, but it was a really great time. And we were like, well, if it's fun, you know, why not? Um, so we scheduled a date after that. Yeah. 
Path of nice. resistance. You obviously had a clock ticking against you guys as Alan was about to move. So sure. I'm very curious, when did, <laughs> I, I don't want to pry, but when did it in your mind become more serious that like, it's more than just a couple dates here and there? Yeah. So I don't know. It's very uncharacteristic for me. I usually am very awesome. thoughtful in my decisions and very slow um, in, in taking serious actions. But I think this is one of the fun parts of it too. Like the timing was quite right. I don't know if he shared this in his story, but these two friends that were our mutual friends, they had actually tried to get together the year before at the Made in America concert. And we were, yes. we were both there. Yeah. We would have met then, um, except the self, like cell phone service was terrible. So we never connected. Yeah. I don't know what his status was then, but I was dating someone probably wouldn't have been the right time. So it's just funny yeah. when we did meet, I was in a place where I was, I don't know, things were fine. Nothing in my life was bad, but I was ready to do something different, I guess. Yeah. And I was looking to change jobs all sorts of things. And so looking to change coastlines, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, that's just like everything, right? I mean, timing is everything. And as we get older in, in, in relationships and you just know, and you learn to trust your gut. And like you said, maybe you were more thoughtful in the past and, yeah. you know, that led to relationships that were now bygone. And so you're like, well, maybe, maybe switching things up might, might do. I mean, granted you went into the, deep end of the pool pretty quick but sometimes you know what's the worst that can happen you move back to philly yeah yeah Yeah. i like that you said that because i think we talked about that too being a little bit older we'd had relationships and you kind of have an idea of what's important to you um and and just the timing was good so it was maybe three or four weeks of knowing each other and he was like what do you think about considering a move to Seattle? And yeah. I was like, that's funny, wow. but I like the idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know he had talked about going out to look at apartments. When you first went with him to Seattle, were you already moving in your mind? Or was it like, let me see this place. Let me. I No, I think I went out to look at apartments as if we were like shopping together for yeah. we would both be in. So. Oh, and that, was that the first time you had ever been in Seattle? Yes. That's awesome. I mean, it's wow. Great. Yeah, what a, what like, a great, so great. And, and just also so fun. I mean, just so exciting yeah. to just like start anew, even as, as a together, but just that just sounds so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. I mean, there were a lot of conversations with friends and family about is this totally crazy? Um, speaking of other apartments, you know, I was like, all right, well, I've, I had an apartment. I was like, if it doesn't work out, what's my backup plan, right? Because I didn't really know. Yeah. Well, you always have your email account. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I can't, I wouldn't have been able to like afford buying everything back if I just got rid of it, right? If something didn't turn out well. So I I got a storage place and I was like, I'm just going to put it there. And if it doesn't work, I just come back. It's, you know, I'm looking for adventure right now anyway. So, and it was my brother who really helped me decide because I was worried about some family obligations. And he was like, I've got your back. Here's what you do. Try it out. You need to go. And that was like having family blessing was really important to me. Oh, that's cool. That's amazing. Awesome. So freeing to know that your your family's got your back. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Did you find time, Tara, on your wedding night to call the storage place and cancel the... Uh... <laughs> not the apartment. Not the no, apartment. Not the apartment, but the storage place no. at that point. I don't need that armoire. I'm going to... I'm good. <laughs> yes. Keep it. We kept the storage place for years. Um, yeah. And when we bought a house finally together, all of that stuff is now in our house. <laughs> nice. At that point, years later, it's like brand new again. Yeah. Honestly, I th it's an amazing story. I, uh, I love it. Well, and also, I mean, anybody that maybe hadn't met Alan or anything and is like, you know, this is nuts. You can't just move. You know, what if yeah. he's a, a serial killer? We still, you know, uh, the jury's out. Well, you just show them a picture. You just show them a picture of Alan. They're like, "Oh, yeah, you'll be fine." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I say this too, Tara? You had never heard of improv, but that is like the most yes end thing I've ever heard. Where like you were oh. like, "Yes, I will." You know, this fella. I've only been dating a handful of uh, weeks. Uh, yes, I will look for a new job. I know you said you were in the market for a new job, and yes, I will leave this apartment and leave this coast and go. Yeah, that's amazing to me. I think that's yeah. awesome. Well, I yeah. feel like the the other part of Yes End is knowing that you've got um, partners that are going to <laughs> be there for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. How long were you in Seattle? Um, three years. Yeah. The journey out there was super awesome. I actually ended up coming out with his best friend, who was the organizer of the bar crawl, and she and I drove out for. I think we took a ten day trip. Oh, cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and yeah, we were out there for three years and Seattle was amazing. Do you guys ever get back? It's it's weird because, you know, you don't, neither of you have family, but obviously now you have connections in Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, we would like to go back more than we do. We had a plan to go back at least every two years to keep our connections alive and just because the area is awesome. Um, it, you know, they've got right. fresh hop season out there, which uh, back to the beer conversation is like yeah. Alan's dream time. <laughs> um, we were supposed to go during COVID. Well, before COVID hit, um, we had a big trip planned and yeah. now it's delayed. Um, and now we've got other like family trip priorities since we haven't seen them for a while. So, but yeah, we like to go back and we still got lots of friends there and Comedy sports out there was like our first, you know, social connection, which was awesome. Yeah. They have a website now too, Comedy Sports Seattle. <laughs> with a Z on Seattle. Just give them Alan's number. He'll hook them up with any comedy yeah. sports around the globe. Tara, do you want to plug anything? I don't think so. You can plug comedy <laughs> sports. Comedy sports and love. Give out Alan's number. <laughs> if, sure, if you want Alan's number. He's great for advice giving. <laughs> hey, what's up, folks? This is Kevin Reagan from the Punch-Up Podcast. I have something I'd like to promote. It's a comedy sports-related product called Christmas Town PA, being directed by Alan Williams. Christmas Town PA is an original musical for all ages. It involves people. It involves puppets. It involves comedy. It's a great show that you can see at Comedy Sports Philly. For tickets, you can go to ComedySportsPhilly.com. That's Comedy Sports with a Z, Philly.com. Or if you have his phone number, you could probably call Alan Williams. Showtimes are Friday, December 10th at 8 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, December 11th and 12th at 2 p.m., Friday, December 17th at 8 p.m., Saturday, December 18th at 2 p.m., and Sunday, December 19th 
at 7 p.m. All of this information is also on the Comedy Sports website. This is a great show. It features our own Ian O'Shea. You will see past punch-up storytellers, such as David Dritzis, Kelsey Bear, and possibly others. This is a great way to spend the holidays with your family. Once again, you can go to ComedySportsPhilly.com for tickets and showtimes. Christmas Town, PA, directed by Alan Williams, music by Joe Griffin, and puppets created by Joe Sabatino. Have a laugh this holiday season. <laughs>